for a sister of our community. She had eye surgery. May I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give her shifa. Uh, also, uh, a request came from Brother Naeem Qureshi, who said that his brother, um, Brother Abdul Alim Qureshi, passed away in Karachi. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon him and uh, grant him uh, maghfirah and grant him a place to Jannah for those al-a'la. And also, there's another request for a baby named Zainab um, Ranginwala. Um, this is this baby is in the pediatric ICU at Children's Hospital. So we ask Allah Subhanahu to give uh, this baby uh, shifa. All those who are sick, may Allah Subhanahu give all them shifa. Adhib al baasar al banas washfi an tashafi la shifa illa shifaok shifa an la yuqadir saqma. Allahumma shfi maradana wa maradan muslimin. And we ask Allah Subhanahu that all those who have passed away, may Allah grant them a place in Jannah. May Allah enlighten their graves. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala have mercy upon them. Amin. Rabbil alamin. Secondly. Um, tomorrow, inshallah, here at Epic, uh, we'll be having a, a program uh, regarding Umrah, the fiqh of Umrah, how to perform Umrah, um, the spirit of Umrah, and so forth. Uh, inshallah, will be conducted over here at Epic Masjid, inshallah, uh, after Salat al-Dhuhr. So anyone who is going from the community for Umrah, inshallah, this is a program that has been organized for them. Jazakumullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة على الفلاح 
حي على الفلاح الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في قرآن المجيد وفرقان حميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضرات في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in gentle firdaus al-a'la in the companionship of none other than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ameen rabbil alameen. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala since there we are now uh, less than 30 days away from the month of Ramadan, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us reach and witness the month of Ramadan and witness the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this Ramadan the best Ramadan we've ever had. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters, we live today in a world of chaos, a world of uncertainty. A long time ago, you could probably predict that something will happen after 10, 15, 20 years. But now we live in a time where we don't know what's going to happen perhaps after even one year, two years. How the world will change within such a quick amount of time. And then with all the wars that are taking place, we are connected and we see the news. And then not only that, but the crimes that are taking place. Just today, there was a situation even in Pakistan today, where people gathered for the day of Jumu'ah. And there was a, a, a catastrophe that took place that took the lives of almost 56, 56 people who came to pray for just Sadr Jum'ah in the month of Sha'ban. We live in a world like this. And people wonder that where can we find our solutions? How can we find a remedy to what, to what is going on? How can we make sense of all this? And when we say our history, History before Rasulullah Remember that between the time of Isa and the coming of Rasulullah there was no other prophet that came. 
And within this time also, the, the acts and the practices that were committed by every single society were labeled and they were considered as vile. We see that within Arabia, people were burying their daughters alive. If you study Roman history, we see how cannibalism became a practice in the Roman society at that time. We see all over the world that there was chaos at that time. And there was one solution to remove all that chaos, to bring peace to earth, to, be pre to bring peace to a society. And that happened when Rasulullah was given the very first words of Iqra. This was the beginning, a 23-year span in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an that provided solutions not only for our individual lives, but our social life. What we see happening in our society, this Qur'an teaches us that when you see chaos around you, how do you deal with that chaos? The Qur'an teaches us that when you have toxic people in your life, how do you deal with them? The Qur'an teaches us that when people are against each other and people are attacking each other, how as Muslims, do we view that from an Islamic lens, from an Islamic perspective? And subhanAllah, the group of people that no king went to rule over, a society that was ravaged by chaos, one text, the Quran, the Kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came and he brought such a transformation that Ja'far radiallahu an, when he was standing in front of the Najashi, he was talking exactly about this, that who we were before the Quran and who we were after the Quran. Before the Quran, we were immorals. We, we, I mean, we had immorality in our life. We used to worship stones. We used to go after each other. Small, small matters would spark and ignite a war that will last on for years and decades at times. But when the Qur'an came, we became, a pe we became people of morality. We became people of mannerisms. We began to respect each other. We began to understand that there's a greater purpose of life. Because purposes, when you have a purpose of life, you are motivated accordingly. When you have a very minute purpose of life and you're able to achieve that purpose of life, then there's nothing for you to, there's nothing that's going to motivate you any more further. Our motivation is the akhirah. That is why we keep on getting pushed over and over again. We are being motivated to, to, to run towards the akhirah. But Ja'far radiallahu anhu is saying that who we were before the Quran and who we were after the Quran. And it is the same Quran. The Quran has not been changed. The Qur'an has not been altered. The Qur'an has not gone through transformations. Whatever was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whatever was recited by Jibreel alayhi salam to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not once but twice in the final year of the life of the Prophet sallallahu that is the Qur'an that we have today. Many other religious texts have gone through transformations. They have gone through changes and alterations. The Quran is such that Allah has taken upon Himself to protect it. Until today, Allah has protected this Quran in the hearts of thousands and millions of children and people across the world. So many people have memorized the Quran when Arabic is not even their native language and their mother tongue. But this is Allah's way of protecting His kalam. 
But still, the same Qur'an that does exist, we have it today. We read the same Qur'an today. But why is it that today we are still going through all these challenges and troubles while the Qur'an still is there? It's not because that there's a shortage on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gave them the Qur'an, they became a transformed people. And history has seen that no society has changed. No text has brought such a transformation within a society the way the Qur'an was able to bring a transformation. But why is it not coming? Why is that transformation not taking place within us today? It's because you and I, we don't build a relationship with the Quran. You know when a husband and wife, they go through problems in their marriage and they go to the therapist, you know what the therapist says? That you both need to give time to each other more. You're not spending enough time. When a, husband, when a father and a son, they sometimes go to therapy and they are saying that we are not able to connect with each other. You know what the therapist says? You need to spend more time with each other. If I want to benefit from the Quran and I want to, and I want to, I want to have a transformation in my life, and if we want to bring a transformation, not on an individual level, but as a community level, then we have to give more time to the Quran. And this is what the month of Sha'ban is all about too. We talked about the month of Rajab is the month where you plant the seed. And the month of Shaban is when you water that seed. And the month of Ramadan is when you harvest that seed. But when we are so backed up that for many of us, we have not even metaphorically, we not even have, we forget about planting the seed, we don't even have the seed to even plant to begin with. And we, had, we don't even have the water to plant the seed. And then when Ramadan comes, at that time, we're trying to go into a rush mode. Then at that time, we want to plant the seed and we want to water the seed and magically we want, this, we want to harvest in the same month. It doesn't work like that. There's a certain level of preparation that goes into before a time comes. So month of Sha'ban is the month where we ask Allah for forgiveness. Just last week, I talked about that Sheikh Shanqiti rahmatullahi was asked that how do we welcome Ramadan? And he says by, doing an, uh, by increasing in your istighfar. The month of Sha'ban is about istighfar. The 15th night of Sha'ban, we learn from Rasulullah that he would engage in ibadah. He would do a lot of istighfar. The month of Shaban is for istighfar. And not only, the, not only that, but we learn from our ulama, our predecessors, that month of Shaban was the month where slowly and gradually, they, the ulama, the scholars who were engaged in fiqh discussions, in fiqh and talks, they were used to give lectures to their students, slowly and gradually, they would begin to remove those books and the only book that will replace all the other books of a hadith on their desk and on their table was none other than the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And brothers and sisters, well, that now the fact that Ramadan is pretty much just around the corner. Just around the corner. How many of us have begun reading the Qur'an? How many of us have begun picking up the Qur'an and reading it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only in one place in the Qur'an, imagine, only one place in the Qur'an He talks about Ramadan. And in there He says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. This is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed. And study and analyze the entire Qur'an. When Allah talks about this Qur'an, sometimes He refers to it as the Qur'an. Sometimes He refers to it as Kitabullah. Sometimes He refers to it as Kalamullah. Sometimes He refers to it as, as a dhikr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to it in so many different ways. But why did Allah 
referred to the Quran as the Quran when he talked about Ramadan is because the Quran linguistically the Quran the word Quran linguistically means a book that is read over and over again hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to give us a hint that when he uses when he refers to the kitab and the Quran as the Quran and he associates that with Ramadan Allah is telling us the month of Ramadan is there not to go and attend lectures and be more uh, attendant and more going to the lectures there's nothing wrong in going and attending lectures in the month of Ramadan but many of us we make it more of a point to attend lectures than to read the Quran. No, brothers and sisters, the month of Ramadan is there to connect with the Quran. And you can connect in any capacity as you wish. Yes, reading the Quran is the best form of connecting with the Quran. When people and youth have come to me and they have asked me that how am I, I feel like my Iman is becoming weak, my heart is leaning towards atheism. What do I do? My first question to them usually is, have you even read the Quran? And their answer is, no, we have not read the Quran. And I tell them, go and read the Quran first. And when they go and re they read the Quran and they come back, then there's a lot more peace and sukoon in their heart. Now there is more conviction in their heart for the Quran. It's us who have not taken time out for the Quran. And what Allah wants from us is that when we go through a rigorous time of Ramadan, where we are reading Quran for 30 days, hopefully after Ramadan, this trend will continue afterwards. We will keep on reading the Quran after the month of Ramadan. But if we are not in the habit before Ramadan, and then we try to pick up and we try to build up this habit in, in Ramadan, and we do this for 10, 15, 20 days, it does not become a habit. A habit does not become a habit when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed initially that they have to pray at night. Ya al illa There was a year, one entire year, where the Sahaba and the Prophet they had to wake up at night. Salat at night was mandatory. And then later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He took away that mandatory ruling and He made it optional. But that one year, because they prayed Qiyam and Tahajjud for one entire year, then it became such a habit that it was never left after that. We expect, on the other hand, to read the Qur'an for 10, 15, 20, 25 days, it becomes a habit, it will not become a habit if we don't start from now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He talks about Ramadan, as I said, that first of all, He used the word Qur'an. Then He says, what exactly is this Qur'an? شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ It is a guidance for people. Guidance does not only mean like لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That a person does not believe in Allah and now he has, he has been guided and he believes in Allah. No. Today, in every single aspect of our lives, whether it is a personal, whether it's our personal lives, whether it's our family life, every aspect of our life, we're looking for guidance. We're looking for the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're looking for solutions. We're looking for answers. And Allah is telling us, why do you run other places? All the solutions that you're looking for is in this book. It is found in the stories. 124,000 anbiya were sent. This is based on the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Three over, nearly 313, 310 messengers. Messengers, anbiya were sent. 124,000 prophets or nabis were sent. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of all of them, 
he hand-selected only few stories in the Qur'an. You know why? Because those stories, Allah knows within His own infinite wisdom that those stories can have an impact in our life. Allah could have brought stories in the Qur'an of different prophets, different messengers, who have no relevancy to us. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought those stories to teach us a lesson, to find solutions. And then Allah says, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانِ الَّذِي أُنزَى فِي الْقُرْآنِ You know, one person can say that, well, this book of Allah is the place where you will find guidance. Well, a person can say, well, I need proof of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the next thing he says, وَبَيِّنَاتٍ There are proofs that this is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's proofs in this book that you will find your solutions over here. Why? Because when you look at the past, they found their solutions. And every single group of people who connected with the Qur'an, they found their solutions. And if we today, the ummah of Rasulullah if we connect with the Qur'an, we will most certainly find our solutions. And then finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the very end of the ayah, He says, Why did Allah give us Ramadan? Why did Allah give us these days to fast? Because in this one ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about that fasting in the month of Ramadan was optional before. And later on, that hukum, that ruling became abrogated. It became mansukh. And then later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided that every single Muslim who witnesses the month of Ramadan, rich or poor, young or old, they all have to fast in the month of Ramadan. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْ وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ And then Allah says, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرِ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرِ Allah wants to make things easy for us, and Allah does not want to make things difficult for us. And then Allah says, why did Allah give us Ramadan? Why did Allah give us His fasting? Because he, he gives the answer at the end. He says, So you can finish off and complete this term. And complete this time. And he says, So you can be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thankful about what? Thankful of the fact that he gave us the Qur'an. And the only way we can show our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Qur'an is by building a relationship with the Qur'an. It is not sufficient. People say that I come and I stand in taraweeh and I pray my 20 rakahs and I listen to the entire Qur'an being recited. Alhamdulillah, my quota is done. My responsibility is done. No! Try to make it a point to read the entire Qur'an at least once on your own. Take out time out of your busy schedule. If you really mean it, you will find time. If you really mean it and you want to change from within, and you say, you say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, you help me find barakah in my time. Oh Allah, I need your assistance. You know my busy schedule. Please help me if you are sincere. If we are sincere in our du'as to Allah, Allah will help us find time within our busy schedule to dedicate some time to the Qur'an. So let's start now. We want to show our gratitude to Allah that He gave us the Qur'an. We want Qur'an to have an impact in our life. We have to start that relationship from now. And if we don't do this from now, and we keep on procrastinating, because shaitan will come to us and say, Bro, you have 20, 30 days. What's the rush? Yeah, when you get 10, 15 days away, then you start. Now, don't worry, just chill. Ramadan's going to come, you're going to have to work hard anyway. No, we start now. What we learn from our ulama, what we learn from the sahaba, is that they will start at times six months in advance. Six months in advance, they will begin preparation for Ramadan. Today, as I said, we have no preparation for Ramadan. Forget about planting the seed. Many of us, we don't even have a seed right now. 
So that's why let's start now. Let's mentally prepare ourselves. And starting today, let's build a relationship with the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhannas. This is not only to the believers. He's talking to entire mankind, to all civilizations that have come at that time. Till the day of judgment, Allah says, Ya ayyuhannas. قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ A maw'idah, a nasiha, an advice has come to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ Sometimes we're looking. You know, sometimes we have, you know, we have anxiety. Sometimes we have depression. Yes, we go and we get mental health from people who are psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors and so forth. I'm not saying we don't go to them. We do go to them at the same time. In, in collaboration with that, we come to the Qur'an, Allah says, All the things and the feelings that come to our heart, we will find peace and we will find shifa and we will find a cure for a lot of those things that are going on in our heart in the Qur'an. So this is what the Qur'an is. The Qur'an is the same Qur'an that was revealed to Rasulullah wasallam. Nothing has changed, but it is we who have changed and it is we who are not taking the Qur'an seriously. And then when we don't take the Qur'an seriously and we see circumstances arise, and you know and situations becoming difficult around us then we want to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where is the help of Allah but Allah is telling us I gave you the Quran you wanted solutions I gave you the solutions you're the one who's not we overall Allah is telling all of us we are the ones who are not taking this solution so let's become true adherence to the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah let us be from amongst those that starting now we start reading the Quran so that when Ramadan comes we're already ahead of the curve we're already in the habit of reading and then inshallah in Ramadan if you want to read the Quran read the Quran you want to take time to read the tafsir read the tafsir any way that you can connect with the Quran connect with the Quran I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us istiqama may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Ramadan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our akhlaq in our lives about um, based on the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi Quran al-Azim wa nafa'ina wa iyyakum la tiwadzikil hakim astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiru innahu huwal ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد. Before I go any further, I do want to say this that many of us, the way we perhaps grew up, many of us have come from overseas. We're not in this habit of, you know, writing things down, making a note of something. But I do want to stress that before Ramadan comes, make a list of things that you want to accomplish. It doesn't have to be a long list. Even if it's just two or three things, that's it. Because in our deen, quantity never matters. It's always about quality. Even if you say, I'm going to do 10 things, and you're not able to accomplish 10 things at all, to its fullest extent, it is, not, it is still not as good as and what's the better option is that if you just take one or two habits that you really want to develop in the month of Ramadan and you put all your effort into those two habits or three habits and you reach its maximum potential, that's still better. So starting now, 
Let's sit down and let's think about it. If you need to write it down, write it down. It's not, there's nothing wrong in writing it down. Make a habit of it. What, gum, what comes into our mind is a lot of things. I'm driving, I'm thinking of something. Something may come to our mind. If I don't sit down and write it down, I don't mean have to write it down. Even if you take out your phone and you put it in your phone, even if you just create a voicemail that I have to do such and such, that means that you've taken the first step in making sure that you will accomplish something. Before Ramadan comes, sit down and think. You know your schedule. We all here know our schedule more than anyone else. Sit down and think. Where can I take time out for the Quran? Whether it's after Fajr, until Shuruq. So after Fajr, you're sitting here, you're sitting in the masjid, and you're reading Quran. And nothing else. Sitting here and reading Quran, or you want to go home, get some rest, and then at night, or before Iftar, you want to sit down at that time and read Quran. Or you come before Isha, 20, 25 minutes, half an hour before Isha, and you read the Quran at that time. Make it a point. Whatever it is, make it a point. Sit down, think about what you're going to do. Only then it's going to come into fruition. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us all the ability to act on what's been said and heard. Allahumma ansur islam wa al-muslimin. Allahumma ansur islam wa al-muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana. Wa'hfad biladana. Wa'aslih awladana. Wa'ashfi mardana. Wa'afi mubtalana. Wa'arham mawtana. Wa'khud biaydina ila kulli khayr. Wa'asimna min kulli shar. Wa'hfadna min kulli dair. Allahumma qasimna min khashyatika ma tahulu bihi bayna wabayna ma'asiyatik. Min ta'atika ma tubalighuna bihi jannatak. Min yaqini ma tuhawinu bi'ayna min sa'iba dunya. Umatti'na bi'asma'ina wa abisarina وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل دا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان آمين يا رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي وتكفرون أقيم الصلاة <تصفيق> Brothers in the back two rooms, please come inside. There's a lot of space here on my right side. So brothers on the left side, please come to the right side. Make sure the rows are complete. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله
online, please make sure your cell phones are off. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. Ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim wal-dhalleen. قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر